This year marks the semi-centennial of the Japan-Taiwan Exchange Association and its chair, Ohashi Mitsuo, has come to Taiwan to pay a visit to President Tsai Ing-wen and Premier Su Jin-chung. During their meeting, President Tsai thanked Ohashi for improving the two nations' relations and said they should face the expansion of authoritarianism together. Ohashi for this part said that peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait is of utmost importance to Japan. Ohashi will also go to Ujin Mountain Military Cemetery on Saturday to pay tribute to late former President Li Denghui. Ohashi's family has long had ties with Japan's government. His father was a member of Japan's parliament, the National Diet, for many years, and his grandfather was a Japanese prime minister. In his early years, he was quite a heavyweight in Japanese industrial circles, being head of the Japan Petrochemical Industry Association in 2011. He became the chair of the association and assumed responsibility for Taiwan relations. Shinju Mayor-elect Ang Kao and current Taiwan People's Party lawmaker on Friday was listed as a suspect in corruption offenses. That's following an investigation into allegations that she made fraudulent deductions from the payrolls of her legislative assistants and embezzled public funds. Kao, the director of her legislative office, her aides, and her boyfriend were summoned by prosecutors on Thursday. After being questioned all night at the Taipei District Prosecutor's Office, Kao was released on bail of 600,000 early on Friday morning. Shinju City Mayor-elect Anne Kao, who prosecutors suspect of fraudulently pocketing wages from her legislative assistants, was summoned for questioning in relation to charges of corruption and forgery. She was released on bail of 600,000 NT early on Friday morning. The new legal wording of her status as defendant, subsequently issued by prosecutors, indicates they may think her crimes are more serious than what they initially thought. Cow left in a rush, accompanied by her lawyers. At the same time, a number of staff from her legislative office were also summoned for questioning. Cow's legislative office director Chen Huanyu and a legislative assistant Wang Yuwen both were released after they posted bail of 100,000 NT each. Cao's boyfriend Li Jongting, who was also her legislative aide, and Huang Linghui, a witness, were both released without bail. Fundamentally, we respect the entire process and related procedures based on respect for the independence of judicial investigations and the principle that investigations are not made public. With a case that has such high public interest and is of such a highly political nature, we call on prosecutorial agencies not to let politics. Intrude in the case. The case must be handled with this approach consistently. DPP politicians, as ever, called on Cal to face the music. We really are sincerely appealing to her. All the information released actually shows there's a good chance that there's a case. I think she should really face up to the part where she appropriated public funds related to her office. The KMT, for its part, made a show of saying it respected the judiciary, along with a few political barbs. Now it seems like the chickens have come home to roost. There's also a strong sense of a political witch hunt. Of course, we respect the judiciary and. 
we hope that prosecutors will conduct this in a professional way without interference and do whatever they think needs to be done. Cow's case has attracted much media attention as she is the only elected mayor from the newly formed and professedly neutral Taiwan People's Party. How this influences the rest of Taiwan's political landscape remains to be seen. The city of Long Beach in the U.S. state of California has become Taoyuan's newest sister city. It's the 18th city to sign such an agreement with Taoyuan under the leadership of Mayor Zheng Wenchen. Mayor Zheng and his counterpart in Long Beach voiced hope that the agreement would further city-to-city -city exchanges in culture, education and tourism. For Taoyuan, it's also an opportunity to get more countries around the world to see what Taiwan has to offer. These exchanges over the past few years have built up a good friendship between Taoyuan and Long Beach. Via video conference, Taoyuan Mayor Zhang Wenchan speaks with his counterpart for the Californian city of Long Beach, Robert Garcia. The two cities signed a memorandum of understanding and have now formally become sister cities. Taoyuan is a place that is very similar uh, to Long Beach, and so we're very grateful um, for this partnership. Long Beach is the 18th city to sign a sister city agreement with Taoyuan under Zheng's administration. And Taoyuan is Long Beach's first sister city in 15 years. The two hope to conduct more bilateral exchanges on education, tourism and culture in the future. I think that over the past eight years, Taoyuan's international visibility has indeed gone up. And indeed, many cities around the world have come to know Taiwan's airport city, Taoyuan. I think all the efforts have really paid off. Three years ago, Zheng himself led a delegation to Long Beach to meet Garcia. All these years of work have finally borne fruit, showing Taoyuan's success in promoting city-to-city -city diplomacy. Through city-to-city -city diplomacy, we can meet many local and national representatives from other countries, as well as important political leaders. We have also built up a strong friendship with foreign ambassadors and representatives in Taiwan. I believe it has all been fruitful. Over the past eight years leading Taoyuan, Zheng has initiated exchanges with cities around the world, as well as with foreign envoys in Taiwan, so that more and more countries can get to see just what Taiwan can offer. Taiwan shares on Friday fell 205 points or 1.4% to close at 14,522 points, 528 points. International pressures included the U.S. Fed's continuous interest rate hikes which led the Dow Jones to fall by 764 points, dragging down Taiwanese stocks. Locally, Taiwan Central Bank on Thursday announced it would raise interest rates once again by 0.125 percentage points for a total raise of 0.625 percentage points this year. The increase could amplify the pressure on people with mortgages, and experts believe that next year the real estate market may start to see significant corrections. Let's hear from an expert. After the central bank raises interest rates, some interest rates on housing loans may reach levels of more than 2% next year, which will certainly reduce people's willingness to buy homes. After next year, the real estate market should gradually undergo some structural changes, and it could even be the first significant price correction in the past six years. What kind of debt pressure do people with mortgages in Taiwan have? Let's take a loan of 10 million NT to be paid off over 20 years. 
before March, the payment would be almost 47,700 NT per month. But now, with all the successive hikes, the monthly payments for that same loan are 2,600 NT higher, at just over 50,300 NT per month. That's an additional cost of 32,000 NT per year. Today, in our Art Spotlight series, we meet art gallery founders Tina Kung and Shelley Wu. Kung is the founder of a well-known gallery in Taiwan called Tina Kung Gallery. Her daughter Shelley Wu also runs a successful gallery called TKG Plus Gallery. Wu's gallery hopes to showcase the work of Asian artists and bring them to the international stage. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang met the mother-daughter duo to find out more. This is Shelley Wu, the founder of TKG Plus Gallery, a contemporary art gallery based in Taipei. The gallery showcases experimental art by contemporary artists from throughout Asia, who employ a range of media, including installations, digital media, video, and photography. My goal has never changed. I've always wanted、um, TKG Plus and its artists, you know, to be recognized internationally. And I know that's not something you can easily do, you know, happen, well, you know, within a couple of years. So、um, the past ten years, we have a,、uh, you know, kind of solid foundation. And the next ten years, we're looking into exploring, like, the western part of the world to really bring our talents into. You know,、um, more people's home and more museum institutions' collections. Wu studied in New York. After returning to Taiwan, she saw that there were many outstanding young artists in Taiwan, and decided to start her own gallery in 2009. She founded TKG Plus, which is contemporaneous with her mother's gallery, the Tina Kung Gallery. Tina Kung has been an established art gallerist for over 30 years, a forerunner in promoting Asian classical art masters and modern Taiwanese art. Wu says her mother greatly influenced her and inspired her to start her own, which was not an easy road. So I grew up in this art environment, and really, you know. Since a child,、uh, I've been with my mother visiting museums, artist studios, galleries. So I've be- always been in favor of, you know, one day I want to become a gallerist as well. It's actually、uh, financially, it's very costly to really、uh, be supporting young. Talents because you know you, there's a lot. I mean, you know, internationally there's a lot of you know、um, expenses and everything. There's challenges facing that you know there's not just our gallery. There's also a lot of younger emerging galleries, and then we share similar programs. And then how to differentiate ourselves and how to build a stronger program. You know, that's always something you know you always have to break through. I'm already passing down art to her because art is my life. Ever since she was a child, she has come with me to visit art museums and galleries. So this has also become her life. She has her own sensitivity to art, and she also studied art. Her English is good, and she was educated overseas. So her outlook will definitely be wider, and the angle from which she sees things will definitely be different. Through years of hard work, Wu has played an important role in bringing cutting-edge Taiwanese artists to international audiences. TKG Plus exhibits works of art from Taiwan and also from artists in Southeast Asia.、I、have a strong foundation in Taiwan itself because, as I said,、um, there's a lot of young talents here. But that's kind of like my foundation. As if you're building, you know,、uh, a building. So meaning that you know, I want to set foot in this ground itself and having a very, very solid. 
solid foundation and then moving on to other parts of Asia. So I've been starting to work with artists uh, such as um, Kong Chong Hei and also um, uh, artists from uh, Cambodia and also artists from uh, Myanmar and also artists from Thailand. The difference between the two of us is era, my era and her era. I think one of the more important things for us to do when organizing art exhibitions is to reflect on our era. Works by the important artists of my era have become classics. She's from a different era. To me, her era is a huge transitional period. I also feel like I have a new life now because she is willing to participate in what I do. I am very willing to move forward and integrate my old soul into a new field. Both mother and daughter hope to continue to promote works by Asian artists and to share these works with the world. FTV reporters Stephanie Yang and Liang Junle in Taipei. After 518 days of renovations costing 550 million NT, Kaohsiung's Shoushan Zoo reopened on Friday to show off its new look to the public. During the current one-and-a-half-month trial operation period, visitors can pre-purchase tickets with a limit of 2,000 visitors on workdays and 3,000 on holidays. Let's hear from Kaohsiung's mayor. We have to control the flow of people during the trial operation period to give the animals time to adapt. It's been roughly two years since they saw people. If everyone goes in at the beginning, the animals will be affected to some extent. One of our big selling points now is a 440-meter sky bridge that lets tourists see the zoo from the height of treetops. Our main hope is that people will feel that they are walking into the animals' habitats without being unduly intrusive. In addition to the sky bridge, the zoo's newest residents, meerkats and capybaras, are also a highlight. On opening day, meerkats poked their heads up and looked around, giving visitors an adorable welcome. Meanwhile, a capybara delighted visitors with its slow and clumsy ways. Did you know that the Taoyuan Metro is now powered by state-of-the-art technology involving 5G? 5G connections have been integrated into many of its operations to improve the efficiency and safety of the railway system. Sensors collect data around the clock to build up a cloud data platform that can give early warnings when maintenance is needed and accurate data on the railway's performance that overall boost the system's stability. He offers a detailed explanation of how Taoyuan Metro incorporates 5G technologies into its maintenance, surveillance and transport operations. This mass rapid transit system is cooperating with the Railway Bureau to bring in 5G and improve the efficiency and safety of smart transportation services. Through these state-of-the-art 5G applications, passengers can enjoy a more reliable and safe ride on the metro system. We're bringing together industry, academia and research agencies. Since 2021 until next year, we're throwing ourselves into eight different R&D projects. They are projects related to the signalling systems and things like that. 
Thanks to construction process analysis, the system can detect key markers that can affect the equipment in the system. Through a 5G connection and the Internet of Things, data gets sent to a central system that can issue timely warnings. The operations control center is staffed with environmental control engineers and train control engineers so that the center can approach problems more directly, from detecting issues to providing maintenance personnel with the relevant information. Artificial intelligence has also been brought into train stations in the form of service attendant Fei Fei. The virtual assistant can communicate in Mandarin, English, Japanese and Korean to answer passengers' questions and reduce the workload on staff that need to deal with the public. In 2020, Taoyuan was named the top smart city in the world. We approach every issue as a smart city to push forward Taoyuan's overall development. Through exchanges between industry, government and academia, 5G technologies are now helping to run Taoyuan's train services in line with the government's policy to smartify railway systems. With the efforts already bearing fruit in the Taoyuan metro, things can only develop further. Air travel is recovering at less after two years of the pandemic. To win over customers, China Airlines has launched a vegetarian in-flight menu created by a gourmet restaurant brand. As of December 1st, passengers departing from Taiwan can book a plant-based meal online over at Starlux Airlines. Bubble tea will be on the menu in business and first class starting next year. Black truffle sauce is heated in the pan before it's blended well with white rice. This truffle risotto is served with crispy fried fish fillets. Then there's this spring salad made with mountain yam noodles and tender succulent. Everything on the menu is plant-based. Taking aim at post-pandemic travelers, China Airlines has launched a plant-based menu developed by a two-time winner of the Michelin Green Star. Entrees include plant-based meat with turmeric rice and plant protein with pasta shells. Starting this month, the meals will be available by pre-order for all flights departing from Taiwan to all cabin classes. In 2019, roughly 10% of our meal orders were vegetarian. Between 2016 to 2019, we've seen considerable growth in this segment. We've also seen the rise of low-carbon food culture across the globe. We think that this is a trend of the future. But at an altitude of 35,000 feet, Michelin star dining is a test for both airline and chef. The truffle risotto is especially challenging because of the way it's made. The preparation had to be adjusted somewhat for China Airlines. It's made a bit differently from the way it's cooked in a restaurant. Our hope is that when the meal is opened up in flight, the aroma of the truffle will be fully preserved. Starting next January 1st at Starlux Airlines, bubble tea will be offered on select routes in business and first class. Starlux will serve a variety of classic drinks, along with delicacies from a renowned barbecue shop and a Michelin-starred restaurant and bar. To boost post-pandemic growth, airlines are investing big in premium in-flight meals. If you live in northern Taiwan, brace for a cold weekend ahead, with temperatures as low as 8 degrees. Central and southern Taiwan will also get rather chilly, with lows of 9 to 10 degrees. In addition, mountainous areas at altitude of at least 2,000 meters may see snow. Forecasters say the cold will ease by Monday. 
An approaching front brought rainy weather to northern Taiwan on Friday. And starting Saturday, temperatures will drop significantly. Tomorrow, it will still be quite rainy, with showers expected all over Taiwan, but the downpours won't be as heavy as today. Starting tomorrow, a cold air front will bring temperatures plummeting. A cold front from the Arctic will ease the rain somewhat, while sending temperatures dipping as low as 9 degrees in central Taiwan and 8 degrees in the north. Coastal areas could see lows of 6 degrees. From Saturday to the early hours of Sunday, mountainous areas at altitudes of at least 3,000 metres may see snow. In central and northern Taiwan, snow may fall as low as 2,000 metres above sea level. With the chilly weather, doctors warn that closing windows and doors can cause big gaps between indoor temperatures and outdoor ones. That and limited air circulation can give rise to winter heat strokes. If our bodies are unable to disperse heat and we're dehydrated, it can result in the body being unable to regulate its temperature. That can cause a heat stroke. Wrapping up too warm or staying in stuffy environments for long periods can cause the body's temperature to go up. That can cause thermoregulatory failure, resulting in symptoms like headaches, mouth dryness and dizziness. To prevent this, keep interiors ventilated and drink plenty of water. The most important thing is water intake. If the air is very dry and hot, that can cause discomfort. So when indoors, there is no need to wear such thick clothes. The doctor advises the public to wear several layers of clothing and remove some if needed. She reminds the public that high body temperatures, loss of consciousness and changes in the heart rate and blood pressure are all reasons to go see a doctor.